Hi there. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Yeah. In our own living room. In our own living room. <laughs> uh, so welcome everybody to the first episode of Jimmy and Lola's Positive Podcast. Hello. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been talking about doing this for a little while. Um, and finally, we have a free weekend where <laughs> we can actually sit down together and have a little chat. That's nice, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> After about three hours of technical difficulties, which <laughs> turned into just pressing a button and then it all worked. So, there we go. <laughs> it's always like that. <laughs> so I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm a bit sick of the constant stream of bad news going through the media at the moment. <laughs> Um, uh, we got a little bit depressed about it, both of us, and uh, we've spoken to other people who feel the same way, and it just occurred to us one day that it would be nice if we got some good news together, because it is out there, it is out there, it's just hiding, um, and maybe put it all into one place so that everyone can sort of just have a break every now and again. <laughs> so each episode, uh, Lola and myself are going to present to one another a positive news story, from around the world, could be tech, foods, kittens and dogs playing with each other, we just don't know. Um, and then we're also going to present a bit more of a personal, what's making us happy that week as well. Um, and then finally, we're going to ask you guys to submit what's making you happy. Again, could be global, could be national, could be anything, if you've just got a new job, if you've just fixed your kettle, we don't know <laughs> absolutely anything at all. We're both a bit nervous, I think probably Jimmy more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done vlogging before so I'm used to chatting to myself, but it is a bit weird chatting to myself with Jimmy. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think you've ever, you've not done anything like this before, have you? No. No? no. Not at all. So bear, bear <laughs> with us. We're, um, <laughs> we're a work in progress and uh, hopefully we can cobble this together uh, in editing software to make it, you know, <laughs> sound a little bit more professional. <laughs> so, on the back of that, we will start and we will start with Lola's positive news story from this week. Do you know what a fin whale is? I don't know. <laughs> okay. The fin whale is the second largest whale species on Earth, second only to the blue whale. It's found throughout the world's oceans, and it gets its name from an easy-to-spot fin on its back near its tail. Like all large whales, fin whales were hunted by commercial whalers, which severely lowered their populations. Can you guess what my news story is going to be? <laughs> that, that has hopefully changed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're, we're trying to keep it positive. So, we're, keeping yeah. it positive. <laughs> we're keeping it positive. So I actually got this news story from the week. And I have to be honest with you, it's a couple of weeks old now. But it's such a good story that I really wanted to share it. Uh, I'm just going to read to you the article. And if you have any questions or <laughs> anything, just let me know. And I will stop and we can chat it. <laughs> so... Fin whales are making a comeback in the Antarctic. Researchers studying fin whales in the Antarctic were astonished to observe 150 of the creatures eating krill near Elephant Island, a welcome sight after they were almost hunted to extinction decades ago. Extinction. <laughs> in a study published last week in the Scientific Reports, well, it wouldn't have been last week, I have to be honest with you, it would have been about three weeks ago, so I'm already lying to you, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I forgive you, it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Researchers said they witnessed multiple gatherings of fin whales in their ancestral feeding grounds off the coast of Antarctica. 
I've never seen so many whales in one place before and was absolutely fascinated watching these massive groups feed, said study co-author Bettina Mayer, a biologist and professor. By the time a commercial whaling ban went into effect about 40 years ago, it was estimated that just 1-2% to of fin whales survived. Seeing so many in their feeding grounds is raising hope that fin whales are on their way to pre-exploitation numbers. Research suggests that several whale species pass information about feeding sites through their mothers and the study proposes that the location of the Antarctic feeding sites might have been lost to generations of fin whales until now because their populations were so decimated and disconnected by whaling. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So they know where to go and get their food. Yeah. Despite the fact that, what, 98% of the yeah. entire population was wiped out? Isn't that amazing? It's so cool. Isn't that incredible? It just, I... The thing is, you guys are going to find that I am going to talk an awful lot about um, nature and stuff like that because I just find it so incredible and yeah. interesting. But the way that um, things like that can happen, do you know what I mean? They can come back if they're just left alone and left to their own devices. Like, they could have been completely wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah. And the second largest whale species in the world. That's amazing. They've just sneakily come back. <laughs> It's almost like nature knows what to do. <laughs> exactly. It's weird that, isn't it? <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I was just so pleased. When I saw it, I was like, I really want to use it. And even though it's technically old news now, I just, I really wanted to share it because I just really think that that's incredible. And sometimes we hear that, uh, you know, animals are going extinct, plants are going extinct, this, this kind of thing. And it can be really disheartening. So I think it's so nice to sort of think, well, actually, there's still a chance that these things can come back one day, you yeah. know? Like, nature is healing. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the back of Lola mentioning that a lot of her stories might be based on nature and things like that, because that's what interests her. Mine are probably going to be more kind of techie-based, I guess, as a, being a bit of a giant nerd. <laughs> um, this opening story is no different. I've been waiting since about 2017 for this to actually happen wow. after it was announced. Um, and this week, a um, German car manufacturer called Sono um, have put into production a car which is made out of solar panels. Oh. So it basically means you'll have your standard engine, yeah. uh, whether that be petrol, diesel, hydrogen, hopefully something that isn't going to make the world set on fire <laughs> anymore than it already is. Um, but on top of that, you're going to have solar panels that are going to extend uh, almost the charge that the engine has got. Oh. And they reckon that they're going to be able to do it by about 70 miles per week or around about 190 miles per tank of whatever fuel you're, you're using effectively. Um, it's going to have a uh, 54 kilowatt um, solar energy battery, possibly a slightly larger one as well. It's also going to have this really cool feature, almost like wireless charging sharing on mobile phones. Oh, wow. But you'll be able to pay, basically plug in from my car to your car. And then that will give you a little bit of an extra boost so that you can then go oh. and properly fill up your car or get home or, so or something like that. The best part of it, however, is the price, without meaning to be 
uh, kind of disrespectful <laughs> to car manufacturers. One of the most prohibitive things um, with hybrid cars and with electric cars is the price. They are, you know, new technology. It's really, really expensive. Mm. They reckon that this is going to cost in and around twenty-two thousand pounds. I don't know what that means in car language because I've never bought a car before. Is that good? So that's really good. Okay. Um, uh, kind of. Bod standard electric SUV would set you back around about £35,000. Oh, wow, okay. And this is a proper people carrier family car for about £22,000. That's amazing. It's an absolute game changer, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, if there's already plans the solar panel buses mm. and trains and other types of tech will be um able to do it as well and still run air conditioning and wi-fi and all the rest of it as well so yeah it's been a long time in the making but uh, the the company have announced um that production's going ahead yeah um and they have already despite not having a production car received two hundred and fifty-seven thousand deposits and pre-orders that's for amazing this car. <laughs> oh my goodness so it's essentially basically helping pay for itself already. yeah that's fantastic it um i really think that that's such a step in the right direction because if they make it affordable because the trouble is with so much like clean energy stuff and like eco stuff it's incredibly expensive and i understand that it's expensive because a lot of the materials or because it's built to last and, and yeah. that kind of thing but like i really think more people will be inclined to use something like that because the price point is so low yeah. and i i really wish that more companies would sort of think that way because that that's the best way to yeah. encourage people because especially at the moment we're all broke so. yeah exactly <laughs> so if you you almost need one company to kind of say you know what, for the greater good, we're going to take the hit on it. Yeah. We sell other things that will make us okay. Yeah. We're still going to be able to pay our wages and, and everything else. Yeah. But just for the kind of betterment of society, we're going to give this away at a massive loss so that everyone then comes into this technology. Yeah. And then on the back of that, electric charging points improve. Solar panels on roofs and things like that mm. could then improve because of the material cost. Yeah comes down because you're ordering a thousand units of it instead of ten. Yeah, of and course. That's, of course. That's a big thing. That's amazing. So yeah, quite on brand, I think the um, the two <laughs> news stories that we presented. Obviously, if you follow um, Lola on other social media and and her business, you'll know kind of how passionate we are about um, being green and eco as yeah. much as possible. And I think it does kind of really bring into focus how difficult that can be sometimes yeah, um, yeah but at the same time if we get it right and if we just let nature do what it needs to do yeah i think the trouble is uh, i mean as, as i said about the price point of, of the car um i think a, a lot of eco-friendly stuff is quite inaccessible um, just because of pricing, do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean, I bought some biodegradable sponges and they were like £15 for like three. And yeah. I, you yeah. know, I, and I mean, I bought them, but <laughs> it, it's not, not everybody's going to do that. They're going to look at that and they're going to go, well, I can do that 
or I can buy like 10 sponges for 99p that are made of plastic and and people are obviously going to do that I don't think it's right to demonise people for you know not having finances to spend that kind of money on a sponge or a car no I think at a personal level ultimately kind of the better thing Um, and just less you know we're supposed to be positive so these things are out there and you know whatever you can do is enough it's not we have to just flick a switch and everything changes yeah 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 i agree i think um i think a lot of the times i think it feels very insurmountable i know i've felt that way uh, about making changes and and things like that and sometimes you kind of think that well i you know what difference can i possibly make you know i'm just one person and i I, i'm not going to make that much difference does it matter if i buy this one single use plastic bag or or whatever do you know what i mean but then you look at stories like the fin whales coming back and sometimes I just think you know you just need a little bit of hope and a a little bit of sort of like just small changes and I know the whaling ban obviously wasn't a small change but you know it starts with something small it always starts with something small yeah and uh, a bit of hope and you know good luck (laughs) so on that note Lola what is making you happy this week so this is going to sound really twee compared to what we were just talking about um we're gonna switch right up from super big news stories to something really really tiny um so me and jimmy have a dog called wilfred (laughs) wilfred's been with us for about six months uh he came to us from uh the family of a family friend if that makes sense and uh he he He's got very bad separation anxiety. He's quite an anxious dog, um, but he's very affectionate. He's very lovely. And um, honestly, I can't imagine not having him in the house now. No. <laughs> so the thing is, literally like two days ago, we were getting ready to go to work. Okay, Jimmy drives me into work in the mornings. And uh, Jimmy put Wilfred's lead on him, okay, before he put his shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> So he put his lead on him and then he went to the stairs to sit and put his shoes on. And Wilfred did the most adorable thing in the whole wide world and he picked up his lead, right, in his mouth and walked himself <laughs> to Jimmy okay, in the hall. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. He was like trotting along, holding the lead in his mouth, just walking himself and just dropped the lead at Jimmy's feet. Like, are we going or what? <laughs> <laughs> It, that really made me laugh because obviously I I had seen that before. Yeah. Like if I'm going to pick you up or something from work or, or something like that. I've sure. done that occasionally and he sort of trotted around the house just going, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Are we going then? You've put this thing on me but not my lead. Come on, let's go. But yeah, I didn't realise that um, you hadn't seen that before. And the, re- the reaction was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, it was the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. I've never been so happy. I've never... <laughs> felt such joy in my life as when I saw him pick that lead up and walk himself into the hallway <laughs> it was adorable I can't even express to you and um, I'm going to try and get a video of him doing it and, and put it on our social media so that you guys can see as well because it will brighten your day honestly it really <laughs> genuinely will <laughs> what's making you happy this week you happy <laughs> um, yeah so again something completely different to the actual stuff that matters and and oh it all matters well it all matters (laughs) um just to really date this episode um we're recording this 
um, just before we're due to go down to London to watch the England women's football team play Germany Ooh. in the European Championship final at Wembley. It's sold out. <laughs> A load of the male players have been trying to scab tickets off the women and they've been telling them no because it's sold out. <laughs> and the world at the moment is on absolute fire, as we know. But my positive what's making me feel happy is seeing the reaction um, from little girls and women and teenagers who've never had these types of role models before. Yeah. Um, I've been watching football for, well, in all sports for years and years and years and years and years. (laughs) And a lot of the time it is depressing and you wonder why you're doing it. Um, but for moments like this week has been, it kind of does make everything feel a little bit better. And it feels like we're kind of on like a major kind of turning point as well. And that's so exciting to me. Yeah. Um, I, I've been to some women's football, not no, nowhere near the amount of, of male football, I suppose. But again, that's kind of access to it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the, the reaction that people have had this week to just what has been an amazing team yeah. with an amazing manager playing at home. And yeah, hopefully we don't um, muck it up in the final. But <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, the thing is, I never watched a lot of uh, football and uh, this has been a real experience for me mm. uh, because it's not, it's not ever been my jam. I grew up in a non-football household and... Uh, you know, I didn't really understand it or have anything to do with it. And um, this has really been an experience because this will be the fourth match of the Women's Euros that we've been to see. Yeah. Um, and I just, I honestly have really enjoyed it much more than I expected to. I thought I would enjoy it, but not on the level of excitement that I am. I'm so excited yeah. for us to go and, and watch this. And honestly, I, I know this is probably not the thing to say, but I don't care whether we win or lose. I just want to see a good game. I just really want to see a good game tomorrow. Yeah, I want to see a good game, but I do want to see us win. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do want to have my cake and eat it. Because That's I've fair. never... There's been you know some youth male teams and things like that who've won World Cups and, and whatnot, but... Yeah, in, in my lifetime, Gareth Southgate obviously took the men's team to the final and mm. lost against Italy, and we had things in the World Cup semi-final <laughs> and um, Euro 96 and things like that. But this would genuinely be um, probably the arguably the biggest moment since yeah. 1966 for, for football in... Sure. Um, in England and the fact that it's a women's team as well just makes me so happy it would be incredible it would be incredible incredible to see them win like don't get me wrong and obviously by the time this episode goes out on Wednesday uh, whoever's listening to this is going to know the answer (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I I, yeah I just I'm so proud of them I think they've done so well and that little girl that little girl who was like cheering and dancing just made me so happy but it's things like that that Sport and yeah, football, I guess, has this way of bringing together like whole nations and communities and sure. things like that. And yeah, to be able to say that we were there if we do win, I think it's going to be amazing. But 
just to be able to look around and look at 90,000 other people and go, our lives have now collectively all changed because of what <laughs> these 20, 30 odd people have yeah. managed to do. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, really. me too. It's it's going to be incredible. It's really going to be such a, a great experience. Yeah. I'm so, I feel so lucky that we can go and that yeah, we're going to get yeah. to see it. So hopefully if you're listening, you're not sat there crying going, why are you guys still talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> so this is a moment in the episode where we turn to you, the listener. Um, hopefully that is plural um, <laughs> at this stage, but I guess we'll see. Who just knows? One, just one, just one just, just the listener. <laughs> I hope you're well. well. We'll pop round for tea and biscuits soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, this is where we turn to you for your um, user submissions and where you get to tell us what's making you happy. So, Lola. So, this one has come from Vivian at Home on Twitter and she's written uh, a little DM to uh, tell us what is making her happy this week. So I'm just going to read it to you, okay? She's put, hi Lola and Jimmy. Congrats on the first episode of your podcast. I can't wait to listen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> my good news this week is that my brother and his wife have just just had their first baby and I'm finally an aunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Little Eloise was born just two days ago and even though she can't... <laughs> Even though she kind of looks like an alien, <laughs> I've never loved anyone more. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, those aliens will do that for you. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, these little uh, little aliens that people keep, you know, having. <laughs> it was like that for my niece, though. She looked like I love. I love my niece. Let me just preface this by saying I love my niece so much and my nephew, both of them. But when my niece was born, she looked like Gollum. And uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say that, she genuinely did. And I was very worried uh, because we'd never had like a young baby or anything in the family before. And I was like, what if I'm a terrible aunt? What if I don't have any connection to her? And my sister literally plonked her in my arms, this little golem baby. And I remember just holding her, there's a great photo of this moment as well. Just holding her and being like, oh no, I love her. <laughs> I love her, look at her, she's perfect. She still looks like Gollum. But she's perfect. So I get you, Vivian. I feel that. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm going to carry on reading now. Uh, thank you so much to Joe and Sally, especially Sally, for giving us this little angel. We're all so happy she's here safely. Lots of love, Vivian. Mm. That's lovely. Thank well you, done Vivian. to you all. Yeah, well, well done. done. Well done, Joe and Sally. And uh, welcome, Eloise. Welcome to the world. <laughs> Many thanks to Vivian for sending that in. Thank you, Vivian. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll get a lot more um, submissions from you guys. We don't really know how this is going to work in terms of numbers, obviously, um, each week. But uh, we want to hear from you anyway. Um, we've set up new Instagram and Twitter accounts, which is JLPOSPOD. Uh, J-L-P-O-S-P-O-D on both Instagram and Twitter and you can also email us at Jimmy and Lola's positive podcast at gmail.com I think that went well hopefully <laughs> okay you clearly don't think that went well but no, we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see I had a lot of fun yes yep, yeah same yeah that was good I hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening as well and uh, I hope that we managed to brighten your day, even just for a few <laughs> minutes. Um, it's, uh, it's hard out here at the moment, 
but uh, let's let's try and find the the silver lining in the clouds anyway <laughs> together <laughs> um i hope you guys all have a wonderful week and thank you so much for listening and uh goodbye from myself and goodbye from myself and we'll speak to you again next wednesday bye bye <laughs> Thank you.